News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Minister for Justice Helen McEntee has today launched the third national action plan to combat human trafficking and she joins us now. Minister, why have you brought this in and what is it going to mean? Well, really, this is our third national strategy to combat human trafficking. And the overall objective of this is to make sure that we have as victim centred an approach as possible. And what I mean by that is that we encourage victims of human trafficking to come forward, that we can provide them support and assistance, but that we also perpetrate or that we that we bring to justice those who are responsible for this. I mean, this is the most appalling type of crime when you think of it this is treating individuals people like commodities and those who are responsible for this have absolutely no respect for human dignity for human life for basic human rights so it is really important that those who are victims that they know that there is a pathway for them to get help to be provided with assistance and support but also that those who are responsible that they're brought to justice this is something i think that people maybe don't think about a lot but we know that there are, for example, hundreds of women in this country who have been forced into prostitution. Yeah. Um, and some of the examples that I've heard from the women themselves where they have been locked in a room, where they have been beaten, they have been starved, they have been raped until they accepted where they were and until they accepted that they would have to engage in prostitution. You also have people who have been brought into this country uh, who are forced to work, who are in absolutely dire conditions where they're living the amount that they're being paid and they don't even know that they have been victims of trafficking. So it's about making sure that they know there are supports available to them, but also for me, for you, for anybody else going about their daily lives, that they know that there are victims potentially there and that those who in particular have an opportunity to maybe identify these, that they are okay. trained and educated uh, in ways and of And Minister, uh, there's lots of people who, who subscribe to the notion sex work is work and all of those sort of things. Would you say that the majority of people working in prostitution in this country have been trafficked or is it a small number? I think they're inextricably linked. And if you look at the estimated figures from Angarda Shiakana, between 1,000 and 1,600 women are working in prostitution, even if you were to take the lowest number of 1,000 and even if you were to take a fraction of that, we are still talking about hundreds of women in this country who have been forced into prostitution. And that's not taking into account that we know there were children. There was five victims identified last year. But also we've had a case only in recent years of someone who was trafficked for the purpose of organ harvesting. So this is a real crime. This is happening in this country. And just separate to say the national referral mechanism and the changes there are really important. But the training aspect is so important in this strategy as well. So it's not just the border management teams. It's not just people uh, who are coming into daily contact with victims. It's people working in hospitality. It's in our airlines. It's okay. in our security okay. services. And that's all part of the strategy that will be Move, rolled out. Moving on a little bit, Minister. Um, it's not obviously your area, but news coming out of Israel and Gaza. Um the case of Emily Hand, eight-year-old Irish citizen, the daughter of an Irish man, Thomas Hand, believed to be now held hostage, having previously believed to be dead, held hostage by Hamas. Are the Irish government engaging with Hamas on this? Are they engaging with Palestinian organisations? Look, uh, you'll appreciate how sensitive this is and I, I cannot even begin to imagine what this family are going through and many other families whose loved ones are being kept hostage by Hamas what I can say is that every effort and every support is being provided to do what we can, not just for this family, but for many other families 
who are trapped in Gaza and their relatives too. Um, but you'll appreciate it's it's a very delicate situation at the moment. But we are doing absolutely everything that we can to provide we, assistance are, to this family. Are we though, insofar as that we appear to be in some kind of a diplomatic spat with Israel? Um, our president, Michael D. Higgins, has has suggested that war crimes are being committed as a head of state. That that was a slightly unusual position. He also accused Ursula von der Leyen of being inflammatory in her support of Israel. Arthishak has said that Israel looks more like it's looking for revenge than uh, actually um, to to defend its borders. Those kinds of comments, are they likely to have been doing everything we can to get Irish out? Does 300 US citizens have exited Gaza over the last 48 hours. No Irish citizens have left. Have we made a diplomatic gaffe here that is negatively impacting on our citizens? We have absolutely no evidence to suggest that Irish citizens are being withheld. We know that citizens are being released um, no I suppose, Irish in a phased way, but, but it has been in a phased way. I think, I think what we've heard over the last few days and weeks um, is reflective of the huge amount of concern that Irish citizens have. We have all seen footage, we have seen video clips, we have seen pictures of the absolutely brutal attack by Hamas and the innocent civilians that were murdered. But we're now also witnessing every hour of every day pictures of children being buried under rubble and horrific scenes in Gaza. And I think any of the commentary is reflective of that concern. But what we have said very clearly is that we are keeping every single diplomatic channel open, that we are engaged on the ground or any department that has, I suppose, a relevant role there on the ground. Israel and does the appear to view us. I mean, I mean, our our, our own uh, Israeli ambassador here from Israel has said that it is a hostile environment. We obviously saw the comments about Palestinians can get to Israel or the desert by the the sanctioned minister in the Israeli government over the weekend. Israel views Ireland as hostile. Well, I don't think they view us as hostile. Ireland has always taken a particular position when it comes to Palestine, Israel and a two-state solution. And that has not changed. And what we are very clear is that absolutely Israel has a right to defend itself. They must be allowed to defend itself from Hamas. They are a terrorist organisation and the atrocities that they have committed, they must be held responsible. But as with any kind of war, and I know this is unusual for people to, to hear, but there are rules and it must be the case that there is an ability for humanitarian aid to be provided to civilians who are now under attack. We must ensure that there is either a pause or a ceasefire to allow that humanitarian aid to get in and to allow others to get out. And that is what Ireland has been calling for, as have many countries okay. uh, right across Europe and right across the world. A couple of other things in brief, Minister, in the papers this morning. Fight back in courts against the TV licence offenders. Apparently since, uh, I suppose, the fall off and people paying their TV licences, uh, a huge clampdown in our courts. Since July, we've had the same number in, before the courts as we had in the whole of last year. Is that now policy because the licence has been so undermined? I mean, look, this is a matter for the courts and what comes before the courts and, and in what number is, is very much up to the courts. It is the law. Um, if people own a TV, they must pay their TV licence. Um, but I think, as is clear, I think what people want to see is that there is reform within RTE, that we do have a public service broadcaster that people ha can have trust in. And obviously we want to see those type of figures uh, of people paying their TV licence to increase again. But, you know, how many or who is before the courts, that is absolutely a matter for the courts. OK. And, and do you feel that the licence was undermined? I, I mean, one of our judges has said he finds it difficult to see why people would pay the TV licence. Our Minister for Media, bizarrely, in the beginning of, of all of this payment scandal, said, you know, she couldn't advise people to pay it. Ha has has the actual body, uh, a politic, undermined the licence as well? 
I think what has happened has clearly knocked confidence in people um, and what we need to do is reinstore or reinstate that confidence and that is why the reports that are underway that's why the changes taking place in RTE are so so important because we want people to have confidence in our public service okay. broadcaster we've fantastic people working in the organization we need to make sure that okay. we have an organization that can function but we need people to pay their license as well um but okay. again coming back to the courts that's absolutely a matter for the courts L- lastly minister the US I- I- intelligence agency has warned the Irish government of russian efforts to interfere in irish elections now we know this has happened elsewhere we know this probably happened in brexit we know this happened in the US elections we've seen interference in in things like Catalonia from Russian bots and Russian social media. Um, Are you concerned that Irish democracy could be subverted here and that our election could be swayed by Russia? I'll be very honest, I'm concerned for all democracies um, for the potential to be impacted by disinformation and by outsider um, Governments, but also other institutions. Yeah, and we've bad seen actors. That. Bad yeah. actors. And we've seen that in other countries. Ireland is no different. Um, that's why we're putting resources into combating this. So what steps this. are going to be there to combat this? Because this is a, a, a real threat. Well, look, we, we have our own National Bureau for Cybersecurity um, and they're looking at different ways in which we can combat uh, misinformation. But you also have a very diligent team working with an Angarda Shiakana who constantly look at potential security threats. Uh, and this is no different in this regard. It might seem like, you know, talking about misinformation or disinformation, uh, how can that impact on potential democracies or national security? It absolutely can. So there is a role for Angarda Shiakana, but also our national cybersecurity team that works across a variation of different departments. So that work is underway, that work is ongoing, and we just need to remain vigilant. And I think people at home, when they're looking at their social media channels, when they're suddenly finding some themselves going down a rabbit hole with information being provided to them, they need to stop and think okay. what information is being provided to me and can I trust where it's coming from. Minister for Justice Helen McEntee, thank you very much for speaking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.